0: Bridge Toll California Customer Service Number Highway Miles to the Gallon Ford Focus Thailand Cave Rescue Operation What is Schema F Best Wine Bars in San Carlos California Best Western Hotels How old is Ronaldo What happened with Big Brother What's good? Engagement How long give? before a wedding should I send out How many save the dates are in the first series Use IMAP NBA to playoffs. check find email best on best other best email spots. clients Identify That's fonts where from where to it. find, find Hobby Welcome to Mobile Marketing Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to publish an episode every day discussing what you need to know to optimize your mobile SEO efforts for max impact. Joining us for Mobile Marketing Week is Cindy Crum, who is the founder and CEO of Mobile Moxie, which is a mobile-centric set of tools and APIs that help SEOs gain better insights into their mobile experiences. So far this week, we've discussed Cindy's view about the overall mobile landscape, how the lifestyle changes related to the coronavirus are impacting our mobile adoption. And we talked yesterday about what's a fraggle and why Google's natural language processing is impacting how we search on mobile. And today we're going to continue that conversation, talk about the rise of the zero click and how that's impacting mobile analytics. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. Okay, here's the fourth installment of Mobile Marketing with Cindy Crumb from Mobile Moxie. Cindy, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: We've covered a lot of ground. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Yesterday, we were talking about what's a fraggle, a fragment of a handle, which is essentially a nice way to say Google is essentially creating their own anchor links, dropping their users onto specific passages of content when there is a click If Google's able to understand what part of your page they're going to drop somebody off to, they're going to be able to understand what the answer to the question is shortly if they don't already, which means they're probably going to be creating more zero-click content. It's a brand new world out there where SEO is not only being evaluated on the click and the conversion, but really visibility in more brand terms. Talk to me about what you think the impact of the rise of zero click is having on mobile analytics.
1: It's making mobile analytics less accurate or less useful, I think. And that's unfortunate for a lot of the analytics companies because they want us to live and die by the numbers in the analytics. But the reality is that as SEOs, we were originally or ultimately maybe marketers And marketers have to look at analytics, but also understand things that are harder to quantify, like brand reach and exposure and awareness and affinity. And those are much harder to quantify in a number. And so Google is kind of counting on websites to want to be in a search result, whether or not they get the click. And SEOs are not a fan of that mentality. Would you say that's true? I think
0: what I'd paraphrase what you're saying is that we can't only consider SEO to be a direct response channel, right? If we're not getting a click, you can't necessarily say impression to click to conversion. Here's how I'm attributing value. And so what that means is that to understand the true impact of SEO, we do need to start thinking about evaluating brand metrics, reach, impressions, affinity. So as we think about mobile, what are some of the data sources that we are able to capture or what would we like to be able to capture to understand some of the context around how people are searching if they're not actually clicking?
1: Sure. So there are a lot more factors that go into a query than many people realize. And so what I encourage people to do is to look at real search results that pass all the same information that a real user might. And most analytics platforms cannot do this. They're aggregating. In the aggregation, you're losing a lot of details that can clarify what's really going on. So things like language, location, and device, those can all change the way a result looks and even what ranks in a mobile search. So obviously, we know location is important for location-oriented queries, but it can also change the query results, even if it doesn't seem to have local intent and things that many people don't think about is the difference between an iOS and an Android device. That's especially prominent for apps. If you're searching to see does my app rank, is there an app pack, who's in the app pack? All of that, of course, changes between iOS and Android devices because the results are specific for the device. And I have also seen other kinds of differences between Android and iOS, as well as just between large phone screens and small phone screens. So that means you can really get bogged down in the weeds because you have so many differences. And so analytics, in some ways, try and do a good job of aggregating that But if you really want to know the reality, I do suggest people test real results. And that means not just on your own cell phone. Lots of people are still just testing landing pages, testing searches on their phone and assuming that everyone else sees the same thing as they do. But that is false. It's false reality. Not everyone sees the same results on their phone as you see on yours. And so that's why we have tools like the Mobile Moxie Separator so you can put in an actual address and put in a search language and choose from a bunch of different phones to see what does this look like. And that can be helpful in a general sense, just knowing that there are differences. Or it can be helpful in a really specific sense, like your boss comes in and is pissed off because of something that you're not seeing in the search result. You can likely replicate their phone and their search settings and see and say, oh, That wasn't showing up in my searches, but I see it's showing up in yours. And now I understand why you're angry
0: or whatever. Yeah, it's interesting. I think in an ideal world, as we start moving towards more brand evaluation metrics, understanding the user's state, right? And a lot of that has to do with what device they're on, where in the world they are. gives you a sense of what they're actually trying to accomplish. If I am... Googling restaurants when I am at home, I'm not necessarily on my way to go find the place. If I'm Googling restaurants and I'm on a street that has lots of restaurants, I'm likely trying to find the location or actually make my selection as opposed to doing research. So understanding that context is very important from understanding the research versus buying versus customer retention phase. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Are there any other mobile specific metrics that you can think about that SEOs need to start taking more into consideration?
1: Yes. So, of course, SEOs care a lot about ranking and ranking is often represented numerically as in position one, two or three. But with the increase of no-click searches or what I call hosted inclusions, which is Google stuff jumping in the search result often above you, but not counted in analytics and not counted especially in Search Console. That's things like knowledge graph, now featured snippets are there, but they weren't for a long time, but also map packs. Anything that Google hosts that Google will put above you in position zero or just pepper in throughout the search result, Those things are often more interactive than a regular blue link kind of search result would be. And they're usually more graphical, more pictures, and they steal attention span. So they get more clicks, even if they're below you. But remember that if you are ranking number one for a search result, and you're just using that numeric number one to tell yourself you've done a good job or you've done enough, it might be a false positive because just because you're ranking number one anymore doesn't mean that you're above the fold, especially in a mobile scenario where Knowledge Graph is always pushed into position one instead of off to the side like it is on desktop. And everything, including maps and whatever, it's all pushed above you in mobile. And so if you were ranking position one when it was more of a 10 blue links scenario and you're still ranking position one now, but you've lost a lot of traffic, it's likely because something has jumped ahead of you, like featured snippets, knowledge graph, map, AMP, any kind of carousel that Google might wanna show, disambiguation. There's like 27 different identified things that can show that are not blue links, that could be happening right above you that are taking your traffic, even though you've maintained your top ranking. And so we're actually working on it, a new kind of proprietary score, at Mobile Moxie that's going to show you like how much opportunity is actually on this search result versus how much is it really just owned by Google and there's not much you can do.
0: That's interesting. Uh, To me, one of the major metrics that I would be looking at is even when I'm ranking in position one, am I actually above the fold? Yeah. Right. Actual visibility, not necessarily just whether the impression is being served But on a mobile device, is somebody actually going to see my ranking? And I don't know if that's something that necessarily can be tracked at this point.
1: Right. And a lot of people are maintaining position, but losing traffic. And this is why. So, Cindy,
0: here's the thing. You know, when we come to analytics, yeah, sure, SEOs can look at brand. And, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we could actually start to understand whether, even if we are ranking in some of the top positions, whether we're actually being shown above the fold? That's obviously something that is more of a mobile concern than it is on a desktop. When you think about some of the other things that are impacting our ability to measure SEO, specifically in mobile, what are some of the things that you think about?
1: Sure. So I think a lot about what would I do if I were Google and what is in my best interest versus what is in Google's best interest. And as SEOs, a lot of us think of Search Console as... Maybe the single source of truth, that's where Google is actually reporting on themselves and giving us what they know in terms of ranking and clicks and traffic and stuff like that. And so we use that heavily as a place for getting Google's assessment of how we're doing. But the thing is, there's so much happening in the search result that's not being shown in Search Console. And I think it's probably... Just not important for Google to give us that kind of information. I think to them, they've probably deprioritized showing us in Search Console when Knowledge Graph is available for a query or when a map pack shows or things like that. Number one, it's harder for them or it's potentially extra work for them. But number two, it's not in their best interest to tell us when they're stealing our traffic. And so they have a disincentive to do it. And I have a talk that I love that's all map themed. And what I say is the map is not the terrain. And so if we think of an analytics platform as a map, which is to say that it's an abstraction of reality, it's not actual reality. It's an aggregate and it glosses over the details. And in a lot of cases, the details are what's really important to us as SEOs because it's the details that we're fighting against that we have to overcome or it's the details that are keeping us from getting the traffic that we want. And so for instance, one of my favorite stories is related to this map talk is like Exxon, which used to be Esso. When people first started getting personal cars, they weren't buying enough gas. And so Esso started publishing maps and the maps would show all of the destinations that you could drive to in a location and all of the SO stations where you could get more gas. So you would feel confident that you could get all the way where you were going without running out of gas. Right. And these were free and they were helpful, but they were marketing material. And because they didn't show the competitors' gas stations, they only showed theirs. And so what's included in the map or what's included in Search Console is not an accident, right? And what's excluded Is not an accident. That's how I like to think about it. And I do think that it's not in Google's best interest to give us some of these things that smart SEOs feel like they desperately need.
0: Little Cindy Crumb mobile analytics conspiracy theory (laughs) that Google is really going to hide the data that they don't want you to know, which is, hey, of the places where you're ranking, here's how much stuff we're packing above the page. Probably not a metric SEOs really would appreciate seeing. So why bother reporting it? Yeah. Interesting theory. I don't necessarily disagree. I also think that Google heavily favors their own content, and that probably impacts your mobile analytics as well. Hashtag YouTube, hashtag top-ranking website on the planet. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Cindy Crum, CEO of Mobile Moxie. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Cindy, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter, where her handle is mobilemoxie, M-O-B-I-L-E-M-O-X-I-E. Or you can visit her company's website, which is mobilemoxie.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian and Square all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information go to previsible.io that's p r e v i s i b l e.io. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S, dot com, slash A-W-T. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Cindy Crumbs, CEO of Mobile Moxie, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning when we discuss why language settings matter for mobile optimization. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.